Good morning and welcome to Inside Maine. I'm the host, Angus King, and today I'm joined uh, by a brewer and a malthouse guy. We're going to talk beer today. And uh, I'm talking with, uh, first, we're going to talk with Dan Kleban, who's the uh, founder with his brother David of the Maine Beer Company. And uh, let's begin, uh, Dan, with a, a definition. What is craft beer? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that's a tricky one. Um, you know, I mean, craft, it, I guess there's two different aspects to it. Craft can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, but we as an industry, you know, um, we, we want to define ourselves, and we do have a trade organization that does define what being a craft brewer is. Um, and, you know, I think that at, the, at the heart of it is it's, it's, it's small and it's independent. I think those are the two key aspects that distinguish a craft brewer from kind of the large global industrial brewers. Well, one of the amazing things about this industry in Maine is how it's grown. And I mean, every time I throw out a number, uh, 35 breweries, and everybody says that's amazing, now all of a sudden the last number I heard was 71. Has it gone up in the last two weeks? Uh, yeah, I, I've heard upward. I've heard in the mid 70s was the last that's last that I heard. And I mean, our own. Our own guild here, the Maine Brewers Guild, we have a hard time uh, keeping track um, of, of all the brewers. So we get asked all the time, and we have a hard time giving an accurate answer. But it's certainly 70-plus right now. And this has become a significant Maine business, although it's in small uh, businesses around the state. $420 million in 2014, 1,900 jobs. I mean, uh uh, if 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 you were in if you were in one place with one with those nineteen hundred people under one roof, you'd be one of the biggest uh, business manufacturing businesses in Maine. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know I think that and that those numbers are are two years old. Um, and as you just alluded to, um, you know there's been tremendous growth in the last two years. Unfortunately, we don't have data from two thousand and fifteen and and what two thousand and sixteen holds, but I can guarantee you it's a lot higher than that. And um, you know, we're poised to overtake the lobster industry, uh, lobster industry here in Maine in terms of our overall economic impact, which is which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Well, it really is because it, it's sort of from a standing start in the, the last ten or twelve years. Let me let me ask about tell me about your particular business just to get a feel for you know how many employees and and how many you know how big a, a plant does it take, how much capital investment. Uh, talk to me about what sure. it really means to be in this yeah. business. Yeah, so we, you know, um, my brother and I started Maine Beer Company in 2009, and at that point in time, there were we were the 18th or 19th brewery in the state of Maine. Um, and over the course of of the last, you know, almost seven years, you know, we've grown our business from kind of a a 100 barrel a year brewery to right now we're 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 verging on 13,000 barrels a year, um, and we've gone from kind of me and my brother moonlighting as brewers, you know, mm -hmm. operating our small brewery in 2009 to close to 30 employees right now. You're in Freeport, is that right? We're in Freeport. The, does the beer go out of Maine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're in, uh, at my last check, I think we were in 15 states. Um, about ha close to half of it, though, stays here uh, in the state of Maine. We try to sell as, mo uh, as much as we can as close to home as possible. But, um, you know, Maine and Massachusetts are our two biggest markets, um, but we do ship beer to, to 15 different states. Now, is, is well, of course, Maine is right in your name. Is, is the Maine brand a part of what's fueling this growth of, of Maine breweries? I think, that's a, I think that's a big part of it, absolutely. Um, I mean, along with the fact that I think we're making truly great beer here, uh, as with any main, main product, the main brand um, is certainly a value added. Um, you know, we, my brother and I, before we started our company, we mulled over, you know, tons of different names, you know, from the Quixotic to the, just the, the 
you know, anything kind of abstract. And then one day it just hit us like, you know, look, no one's called their beer company Maine Beer Company. It was kind of a no-brainer. How, like, how know, is that duh, name not uh, how is that available? <laughs> right. And then, and the number of people that have asked us since, how is that never, how is that never used before? We were like, oh, we're just it was luck on our part. <laughs> well, I, w- I was in a pub down here in Washington a couple of months ago, and they had a blackboard with their ten top beers, and three of them were from Maine, in in, in yeah, Washington D.C. Re- I mean, it, it was uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool, and and to think that you know this is a job, this is a business that's exporting its products outside of the state and and creating jobs uh, in the state. Uh, it is a capital intensive, though. You've got to buy. I've been. I've been to a number of breweries. You've got to buy the big, those big tanks and all of the all of the equipment. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely capital intensive. Um, you know, it's all it's all a sanitary process, so it's all stainless steel, which isn't cheap. Um, there's lots of you know um, sophisticated um, uh, you know, pumps and. Um, uh, quality control laboratory instrumentation um, that we use. Um, you know, so you're talking millions and millions of dollars of investments to even become, you know, a size brewery that that, that mine is, which is in the grand scheme of things, things a, a relatively small uh, craft brewery. Now, when you were you at the at the beer summit down in Portland a couple of weeks ago? They had yes, a, I saw you talk there. Well, they great. they uh, I, I visited before we started the session with uh, people at the university. They have a, a testing lab now that I think is a really good idea because they can they can do the sophisticated testing for the smaller uh, place that may not be able to afford all that fancy equipment on its own. That's a, that's a nice piece of infrastructure for your industry. Oh, it, that was fantastic. What they you know what the the university stepped up. Um, and, and did uh, at, at the university there in Portland is fantastic. And it really, what it allows is, you know, a lot of the breweries in Maine are very, very small. Um, we're big in number, but a lot of them are small in volume, and, and they don't necessarily have the access to capital or the resources to buy the big sophisticated equipment that's required to, to keep the quality of the beer up. Um, so the fact that they've created this little hub there at the university that, you know, kind of is a the public-private partnership is it's really a great idea and i think it's one you're going to start to see emulated in other states but it's great that maine's kind of leading the way well now are you worried about there's a proposed merger between budweiser and miller it would make the world's largest beer company i think uh i got on a letter with uh, with uh, senator collins and merkley and a couple of others to the department of justice saying you know take a close look at this thing are you guys concerned about the consolidation above you in this industry? Absolutely. Um, it's a big concern. I mean, they, you know, I think, um, you know, but, you know, the bud execs will get up and say, you know, don't worry, don't worry, that everything is going to be fine. But, you know, I think the fact of the matter is, is, you know, they will be by far the largest brewer in the world. Um, and they have no intentions of stopping, I don't think, with Miller Coors in terms of acquisition. Um, and they can, there's a real potential, there's a real threat that they can limit access to market for these small guys um, like myself. Um, in other they words, they could, hold, they could squeeze uh, the retailers and the distributors saying, if you want us, you've got to get rid of these little guys. That's absolutely true. Yep. And that, that's, that's the number one fear with this. And I think that and our hope is, um, as an industry, is that the Department of Justice really scrutinizes in, and places limitations on um, Budweiser, you know, InBev's ability to own wholesalers. You know, if they do, they, they really control the access to market. If they control, you know, not only the supply tier that they're a part of, but the wholesale tier, um, that's a real danger. And I think that what has 
you know, what is so exciting about the American beer scene is what the craft brewers have brought to it, um, the creativity, the variety. And it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be this way, and Budweiser would rather not. What do you have? Do you have You have something like 20% of the market, uh, the, the craft beers? There were 12. 12? Okay. But they're yep. paying attention to you. Remember that Super Bowl ad I ran down in in, uh, in Portland? I mean, that whole ad aimed at, it was aimed right at you guys in the Super Bowl 2015, and it, it sort of sure. made fun of, you know, our beer is to drink, not taste, or something like that. I can't remember, but it was... Yeah. It was a direct yeah, shot. There was no doubt the about. Hard it. Way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was no doubt about what their what their target was. Yeah, and in some way, it's flattering. You know, they 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 recognize us as a real player in in the market. Um, but it, it, it's kind of it, it's an odd it's odd it's an oddity because on the one hand they'll run commercials like that that really kind of slam our industry, it, but on the other hand they're out there gobbling up craft breweries as fast as they can. They've acquired. I off the top of my head, five or six in the last year, um, and they're and again they're they're not done. Um, so if you know if you can't beat them, buy them. That's, well, that's their mentality. Well, here's the other piece though for Maine. Uh, are you seeing a growth in uh, sort of your inputs coming from Maine? I mean, I'm going to be talking to Joel Alex in a minute from the Blue yeah. Ox uh, yeah, House. Uh, but I think that's a, a good development. So it's creating jobs not only directly in the brewery business, but in ancillary businesses and in Maine agriculture. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great for a lot of reasons. Um, one, it does you know our industry is having this ripple effect in terms of economic um, you know economic development. You know we're we're seeing the malt houses pop up like Joel's um, just up the road from my brewery in Lisbon. We're seeing uh, hop farms pop up. We're seeing, you know, laboratories pop up. Um, and it's, it's really a, a great thing, and especially at a time when, you know, kind of tying in our previous point, when you see industry consolidation and, again, a potential threat for supply chain to be choked off. Um, you know, if the big player can come in and dictate um, to our malt suppliers and our hop suppliers, um, you know, in corner corner that supply, um, we're going to be forced to turn to more local sources or alternative sources. And, you know, my brewery, we would love, we would love a local option. Um, you know, it's kind of in their, they're kind of in the nascent stage right now, the early, early stages, and they can't quite keep up with supply. But, you know, they're going to get there with some support. I think they can really get there and it'll be a great thing. Well, and, and where do you see it going? I mean, at some point, it, it, it's going to hit, hit, hit some kind of cap, but uh, do you see significant additional growth over the next couple of years? Is the market there? Oh, the market's absolutely there. Um, you know, I mean, you're not going to see, I don't think, the um, percentage growth, uh, growth rate uh, maintain itself, but there's, but you, are, you will still see growth in our industry. Again, we're only 12% of the market. And, you know, once people go, you know, to get trans, uh, you know, turned on to craft beer, they don't go back. You know, and there are a lot of people out there that we haven't, you know, uh, haven't seen the light, so to speak. So I think there's a lot of room for growth. And I think as long as you produce good beer, um, you have a comp- compelling story to tell, um, I think people are going to go keep buying your beer. You'd like Mary, my wife. Uh, she grew up in Milwaukee, but whenever, wherever we go, when we go into a restaurant, the first thing she says is, what are your local beers? That's where she starts. So uh, yeah, she's, she's, that, she's the really, customer you want. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what's so great about this industry is that, you know, there are a lot of locations that don't have the local brewery that, you know, I think 
any locality would support. Um, and it's it's really fun to kind of try when you travel across the country and, and be able to, to walk into a place and say, yeah, what do you have that's local? More, you know, more often than not nowadays, there is an option. You know, it's not just the Budweiser and the Miller. Well, you know, you, you talked about the quality, and that's the, it's the quality of the product ultimately that's going to win. I mean, if you go a couple of blocks from where you are in Freeport and look in, up on the wall at the entrance to LLB, and the best business advice I've ever seen was right up there on the wall. Mr. Bean said in about 1915, uh, give people a quality product at a reasonable price, price and treat them like human beings, and they'll always come back for more. I mean, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely right. I mean, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what we live by. You know, we we focus all almost all of our time and energy and is trying to make the best product that we possibly can, um, respect our environment, respect our patrons, respect our employees, and you know, I think the rest just kind of takes care of itself. Well, you guys are big on the environment piece, don't you? Haven't you done a lot with uh, clean energy and and uh, yep. radiant heat, LEDs, uh, wind power, all of that? Yeah. So we. Uh, yeah, we last last spring um, we completed installation of a, a 50 kilowatt solar um, project that generates or offsets, I should say, 50 uh, percent of our energy consumption. Wow. Um, and the only thing really stopping us from going to 100 was space on our roof. Uh, we ran out. Um, so yeah, we we certainly have a commitment to you know to kind of do what's right, and you know part of that. Means, and solar's come down know, so much in price that 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 investment you can justify on economic grounds. Absolutely, and, and you know um, we were you know aided, and we were able to actually spend more because of a federal rural development grant um, that the through the USDA, which was you know really great. Unfortunately, in the state of Maine, there's not a lot of incentives, but at the federal level. Um, you know, I know we've utilized it, and I know that other breweries that have seen kind of what we have done have, have followed in our footsteps, well, well, which, is, which is really awesome. One more quick question about Maine breweries. Isn't one of our comparative advantages water? We have a lot of it, and it's really clean. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. You go to you go to California. There are there are breweries that are you know kind of in an existential crisis um, because of the the not necessarily the water quality, but just the lack of water. Um, we're fortunate here that a we have plenty of water, and b it's really good brewing water. Um, so that's you know that that that's something that I think a lot of people just kind of take for granted when they get into this industry. But if you sit back and think about it, you know there are a lot of states out there that that have really real um, concerns about that resource. Uh, but we're really fortunate here. That's great. Well, I've been talking to Dan Kleban uh, of a of a company whose name is really hard to remember. Maine Beer <laughs> Company. Maine Beer Company. Uh, Dan, great to talk to you, and congratulations on your success uh, and also the success of the industry. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Joel Alex about uh, building up the infrastructure around your industry. Uh, congratulations, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the road. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for all your support. Absolutely. Welcome back to Inside Maine. I'm Angus King, and this morning we're talking beer, and we're talking specifically about beer in Maine. We just talked to Dan Kleban of the Maine Beer Company about the explosion of breweries in the state. We've gone from 35 to about 75 in the last couple of years. It's now a $450 million a year business with almost 2,000 employees. So uh, this is a big deal, and it's a significant amount of growth in just a few short years. One of the good news pieces of this is that because of the growth of the brewery industry in Maine, we're starting to see a, 
a growth of the supporting businesses and and industry, the infrastructure uh, that will work with uh, the brew industry and uh, create additional jobs and keep uh, a piece of the the, uh, the the input part of the brewing and in, uh, brewing industry uh, in our state. So, with me now to talk about that is Joel Alex, who's uh, the founder and uh, chief executive of the Blue Malt Blue Blue Ox Malt House in uh, Lisbon yep. Falls. And uh, Joel, t- first tell us what is a malt house. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm definitely really excited and honored to be joining you today. Um, and and so yeah, that's a good place to start. Is what is a malt house? Um, most people know that beer is produced. Um, from grain, but not very many realize that that grain has to be processed first, um, in this case, malted. Um, it's very similar to the way that grain needs to be processed into flour before it can be used by bakers and bread. Um, and the process that we're doing, that malting process, involves steeping grain in water or soaking it in water, letting the grain begin to grow and modify the chemistry, and then drying that down in a specially designed kiln that allows us to stop the germination and sort of capture that biochemistry that's needed by brewers for their fermentation. So you end up, the product is is uh, fermented grain that's in big sacks, and then that goes to the to the breweries. Is that is that? How? Well, it's, yeah, you're, it's really close. The, the The grain itself isn't fermented. What we've done is we've we've taken all the starches. Um, that the grain that the embryo uses to start to grow, um, and we sort of free them up so that the yeast can use them, and the, and the brewers do all the fermenting. We just we just do it's almost like sprouting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and at Blue Ox Malt House, we do that using a traditional floor malting technique. I mean, the method; those three steps are used uh, regardless of of the method of malting. Um, but there are definitely different methods. We use uh, the floor melting techniques that um, come from Europe, where you spread the malt on the floor and manually rake it to allow it to modify. And so um, we're really excited about what we're doing, um, combining sort of that traditional technique with modern technology. So you're, you're doing something which before you're, you came, did our brewers have to go exclusively out of state or mostly out of state for this, for this basic input to their business? Yeah, that's right. Until last year, when we came online and uh, and another uh, farm in northern Maine came online and made malt house in Mapleton um, and started processing these local grains, all the grain used by brewers in state was imported from outside of state, um, and you know that that was a shame, especially because brewers that were trying to use local ingredients were um, were actually having to buy grain from Canada through distributing New York that, you know, the Canadian malt houses had sort of bought from our growers. And so, um, yeah, until last year, it was, it was all imported into the state. Now, now does this, you're, you're one step in the process and the growing of the grain obviously is a, is the very beginning of the process. Does the development of this industry and then businesses like yours that use the grain directly before it goes into the brewery, does this uh, produce an opportunity for Maine agriculture? Might we see more of these grains grown in in uh, Arista County or other parts of Maine? Oh, absolutely. That's that's the really exciting part for me about what I do is getting to connect um, 
this really exciting growth in the craft beer industry, which you just talked about with um, with Maine agriculture, which I find equally exciting. And I think there's a lot of really fun opportunity there. In Maine, we're the largest grain-growing state in the Northeast. Um, in recent years, we've had anywhere from 13 to 20,000 acres of barley. And um, and I think I think we're one of the few states in the country where the average age of farmers is actually going down, which is pretty that's cool. That's true. That is true. I mean, Maine is incredibly well positioned to um, to to grow more small grains, not not just barley. Um, and I talk about barley a lot, but uh, we also malt wheat and other grains as well, because just like milling it can happen but um but we 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 have a lot of acreage in maine um, and a lot of acreage that can be converted to small grain use that's in hay or other um other crops that that aren't as profitable so there really is an opportunity here to develop in-state and regional markets for maine agricultural products um and of course the main the main brand doesn't hurt and to the extent oh, it, it can be, it can be, you know, made in Maine, sourced in Maine. I, I think that's that's got to help. Yeah, I, I think it does. You know, I, I think you you know as, as well as I do that we have a really strong brand that's uh, that's associated with quality for for many people who don't uh, who aren't as fortunate to live in our state <laughs> as we are, and um, and. And yeah, and so that that Maine brand and being able to um, to take these and and in Maine as local in a place like Massachusetts and even as far as New York, um, you know, it's definitely seen as New England as uh, it's regional and and all those are great brands. Now, do you really will will your malt house serve strictly Maine breweries or do you see a possibility for exporting to uh, small craft breweries in other parts of New England? Oh no! I mean, the latter for sure. We um, we've already been talking with several uh, breweries in New Hampshire and Massachusetts um, that are that are incorporating our grains um, that are grown up in Arista County um, and elsewhere into their their product line. So um, so yeah, that's that's coming later you know, later this summer, in the next few months, we'll start opening those accounts. Now, you went through the uh, the Maine Center for e- Entrepreneurial Development Top Gun Program. What a great name for an economic development program. Tell me about that. And how did how did that contribute to, to getting you where you are today? I mean, in, in so much. When I, when I started um, on this path uh, almost three and a half years ago, um, I had some really steep hurdles to to get through. Well, I I saw the opportunity um, and that disconnect between what we were growing in the state and exporting for an agricultural product and what we're importing um, and trying to capture that value added. I I had things I had to do, like learn how to malt, um, learn how to run a business. I've been working uh, with nonprofits for most of my professional career. Um, And so Support from like MCD really helped me boost up my business credentials. Really help understand and, and build a, a business model um, that's sort of vi- that's viable for what you know what opportunity we have here in the state, uh, well, connecting you, both the market and suppliers. As I recall, didn't didn't you grow up in in is it Old Town or, or Arno in that 
area? Yeah, I did. I grew up I grew up right in Old Town. Yeah, and I um, met your mom about 15 years ago when she was Teacher of the Year, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. She uh Teacher of the Year in 1998. There you go. I, uh, I, I remember. I, I remember having met her, and, and you were a little kid at that time, but you've, you've hung around Maine and created a business. How many employees do you have now, Joel? Um, we have one full-time employee. We have two partners, myself um, and uh, my partner, Steve Culver, who, who work for the business. We have one full-time employee, and we have several, um, several I want to say, part-time people that come in and help out in the malt house. And we're hoping to be able to bring one or two of them on full-time in the next few months. And you've only, um, you've only so, been underway now for, what, two or three months, four months? Yeah, so we, you know, we officially launched, um, with your help, thank you, uh, in, in January of this year, um, though we have been producing for, for a few months before that. Um, we've, we've really only been up at a commercial scale for a few months now. So I'm really excited to be growing quickly and fast and, and getting more main malts into, uh, into locally produced beers. Are you, so. are you uh, getting a good reception from the main brewer industry? We are. They've been incredibly supportive. Um, it's, it's been not only just supportive in the R&D years, the two, two, three years ago when I started working with some just to pilot different batches of main grown and malted uh, grains, but um, we've definitely seen a lot of interest. I mean, uh, we're really aligned with with the values, I think, of many of the brewers, um, whether they directly or or behind the scenes, like Daniel uh, Cleavon and the Main Beer Company just accepted us. Um, for our wheat malt for their anniversary beer that's being released, I believe, in June. Um, and that, that just fits right in with their mission to do what's right um, is their, is their you know, mission, their tagline. Um, and, you know, supporting Maine economy, their local economy, their local agriculture is all part of that. So we've really been getting a great reception and really excited to support the brewers and what they're doing. So lots of upside. I, I read somewhere where your uh, annual capacity of something like half a million pounds put you in the top 10 malt houses in the country. Is that right? Well, I, the regional sort of craft malt houses. Um, right. The, well, no, I, yeah, I, I, so, I'm so, uh, Budweiser yeah. accepted. <laughs> yeah, you know, Budweiser, all, all the, the commodity malt houses, um, that, uh, that are doing this mammoth scale. But, yeah, uh, we have a, a production capacity of just under 700,000 pounds, and that just definitely makes us one of the largest uh, small regional um, craft malt houses um, in North America. We, we've actually got a lot of interest from malt houses not only around the, the country but as far away as Brazil and Ireland and uh, Mexico sort of reaching out to us, trying to ask for help getting set up. So it's been really fun. I like it when people come to Maine for advice about how to start businesses. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's been really fun. Well, Joel, thank you very much. Thank you for, for what you're doing, for taking some time out today uh, to join us, and it's going to be fun to watch this uh, this industry grow. I mentioned to Dan I was in a pub here in Washington a, a month or so ago, and uh, they had their 10 top beers on a blackboard in the over the bar, and three of them were from Maine, uh, in Washington D.C. So me. that's a that's a, that's a good sign. Uh, 
so it's a great sign, uh, and it, and I like I like exporting. So uh, keep at it, Joel, and uh, keep in touch with us, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the road. Thank thank you so much. I look forward to being in touch, and and, and appreciate you having me. That's it for today on Inside Maine. This is Angus King. We've been talking beer with a brewer, a malt house, and the potential for a cool new industry in Maine. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you again.